Hi, and welcome to episode 137 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, which is actually true right now. I'm actually thinking about dinner, which I, believe it or not, I don't know what it's going to (laughs) be. I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And Kate, you're right. We're coming up on dinner. We're recording right before dinner time, and I think we're having leftovers tonight. Yeah, probably same. Same. Mm-hmm. I'm not sad about it. Some of the leftovers are from from this episode, so you know, I'll take it. Our goal of this podcast: we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from food blogs, the internet chefs of the world, and other sources all over the web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter, if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. Okay, Kate, this week's recipes were sweet potato and apple soup from Real Simple, pork and apple Bedfordshire clangers from Food and Wine, and instant pot pork tenderloin from A Mindful Mom. Yep, we're wrapping up our month of fall produce, which has been super fun in October. We did squash, we did potatoes, and now we're on apples. And they have to be one of my favorite fruits, but I don't often cook with them for dinner time. Like I eat apples by the bushel for a snack. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So, you know, change it up. Let's actually have them for dinner. Yes, Kate. We also always have apples in our fruit bin because I eat them, the kids eat them. They're always around. So it's kind of nice to see uh, how to use them to spice up the dinner, Mm -hmm. get out of the dinner rut. It's a little something different. So here we go. What do we have up first? Yeah. First recipe, sweet potato and apple soup from Real Simple. And it's actually a two-parter, but don't worry. The second part is actually super simple. You know, I don't like two-part recipes. This one, you'll be fine. So to make this recipe, you saute an onion in olive oil, then add in cubed sweet potatoes cubed apples that have been peeled, and some veggie broth. Simmer until everything is nice and tender, and then blend using a stick blender or in batches using like a traditional one. And then the second half of the recipe is just cheese and crackers (laughs) to go with it, (laughs) which I was like, oh, that's clever. And that's it. So cheese and crackers, they had blue cheese and crackers with this um, sweet potato, apple soup. That's about it. Betsy, how did everyone like this? I mean, this was good, Kate. It was easy. I was surprised. It's just starting to cool down here. It has still Mm. been in the 80s in Georgia, so I've not made. Yeah, the potato and the squash episodes were hitting kind (laughs) of uh, (laughs) a little bit rough. It was a lot. Uh, But it was was nice to make this soup now that it sort of feels like fall. It's in the 60s. And so this was one of my first kind of fall soups I made. And it just reminds me that it's a nice way to eat of a lighter dinner mm-hmm. as it cools off you know and the apples and the sweet potatoes I thought the flavor was great it felt kind of healthy I liked if you're dealing with kind of kids who maybe you want to get some more fruits and vegetables into this feels like it hits some hits some like good yeah. things with that and yeah I got the blue cheese and the walnuts they said to get blue cheese and walnuts for the soup and mm-hmm. so I did that 
No, it was just kind of good. I mean, we had uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with this too. So that was kind of how we finished, rounded this out and everyone liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I actually um, did not buy enough sweet potatoes for all the recipes we made this week. And so, which was really annoying. (laughs) I I bought so many sweet potatoes and I was like maybe a half pound short, but I had a little butternut squash. You know, the ones that look like, um, they're like, no, they're honeybell squashes. Yes. Honey nut. Honey nut. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I had one of those, those squashes, the honey nut, um, which look like miniature butternut squashes. Mm-hmm. And so I peeled and cubed that and it ended up being the weight that I needed and threw that in there. So if you've got squash and not sweet potatoes, I think it's an easy swap, just the same weight, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was delicious. I um, did the walnuts, but didn't get the blue cheese. So I had some sharp cheddar that was super delicious with that. Yeah. Loved that. Little um, Had that with some wheat thins and um, just delicious. I agree. It was a nice light dinner. It <laughs> had it for lunch. Super good. So yeah, this was a five out of five for me. It was exactly what I wanted and exactly what it said it was going to be. Very simple. Oh, and I made this in the Instant Pot. Oh, you did? Okay, I, I did. did. Yeah, I just like set it and forget it, which worked worked really, really well. Okay, recipe two. We have not uh, quite as easy, but <laughs> just a little cooking adventure in the pork and apple Bedfordshire clangers from Food and Wine. <laughs> oh, a little foreshadowing for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am a huge Great British great British Bake Off fan, which I'm sure comes as a surprise to no one. I love it so much that I'm actually saving the most recent season for a time where I like, really need it emotionally. <laughs> so, oh, interesting. <laughs> like, it's soothing to me. And I feel like in 2020, you got to like have everything in your, you know, in your wheelhouse to like help you out. In any case, I was thinking about recipes for this episode. And then I remembered them making this half pork pie, half apple pie situation. Mm. It's called a clanger. And I don't know why it's called a clanger. I'm sure we could look that up, but I didn't. And so it's actually just what I described. Imagine a long rectangular pie with each end being a different filling. One side pork, the other side apple in the same pie. So it's like dinner and dessert at the same same time. (laughs) So to make them, you just make a quick pie crust by cutting butter into flour and adding just enough water to pull it together. Chill the dough. And then meanwhile, you make a sausage filling by mixing together ground pork, breadcrumbs, allspice, nutmeg, and salt and pepper, a little bit of sugar too. You chill that mixture and then put it in your stand mixer and you incorporate some broth actually. Meanwhile, you can slice up a few apples and toss them in cornstarch, brown sugar, cardamom, and cinnamon. You roll the crust, uh, a quarter of the dough into a rectangle, right? And you fill the bottom half one side of the bottom half with apples and the other side of the bottom half with sausage mixture. And then you fold it over hot dog style, cover it and crimp the sides. Cut some vents in the dough on the apple side and sprinkle that side with sugar. You chill it down one more time because the thing with pie crust is you want it to be nice and cold when you cook it to get that puff. And you bake it on high heat for about an hour. Betsy, this is a little more, co- just a little more complicated mm-hmm. than the soup. You know, mm-hmm. not by much. You know, <laughs> how did, like how did, how did this go? Tons of different fillings and a pie dough. So I shortcut this and made, uh, just bought pie dough. So oh, that went, was easier. Uh, making the two different fillings. I mean, 
just reading this, you're knowing you're you're not doing this on like on a Tuesday when you get home after work or something. This is a this is a little bit of a project. Um, I wouldn't say it was overly complicated, but I was surprised how much re-chilling and chilling of stuff you had to do. Like, I felt yeah. like in between almost all the steps, it was like, put it in the freezer for 30 minutes. Um, so just, <laughs> uh, just as a heads up, if you're getting into this, I thought, Kate, I don't know if it was just my, I, I uh, cooked baked these and I thought they mine cooked up a lot quicker maybe like 35 minutes 40 minutes they said mm. an hour 50 minutes 50 to 60 minutes I think it said in the recipe um and I checked them at 35 and I was like whoa these are brown um but my oven could be running hot I don't know were yours did you I went the full 50 maybe 55 only because um they were brown at like 35 but I find that if you you have to cook pie crust kind of hard because what you want it to do is really crisp, like cook all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, Were yours cooked all the way through? Did you find? They were. I mean, I had it on convection. Oh, well, yeah, that'll do it. That'll cut the time down a lot. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, go ahead and like, why not? Um, But I didn't have mine on convection. So that could have been it. Yeah. Okay. I guess that was one of my questions is I, I don't have a, con- so I'm at the cabin this week. So I made them here and the stove here has a convection and a regular oven. And I was just like, I'm going to throw these in a convection. And I didn't actually <laughs> Google what that meant. Or <laughs> I mean, it's cool. You checked it because it does make cooking go a lot faster because the fan, what convection is, is it just, it's a fan moving it around. The heat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which helps. It helps, right? So that yeah. things cook faster. Totally fine. Yeah. No big deal. Well, I was just ha- well, I was happy I, I went because I was working outside in my garden and stuff. And I went to check him and I was like, mm. oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> that could have been a disaster. Yeah, it could have been, but it was thankfully not. Uh, okay. So my kids like these. I, it was funny because I know you talked to Megan. She was like, they were only apple pies. And I said, well, there was sausage in there too. I mean, they <laughs> was a little bit confusing, I guess. I don't know how that happened. I, <laughs> she was like, I don't think we ever had pork pie. And I was like, I a hundred percent know you did. Yeah, you did. Um, and so, I mean, they're pretty rich. I thought they were delicious and they'd be good. Like, with a, I think we served them with a little bit of extra soup that I had and then um, like a salad or something like that. I and my kids had a bunch. It just only ate these and they were yeah. happy. But as an adult, I felt like they were pretty um, rich and indulgent tasting. What about you? Yeah, same. I, I thought the filling was really good, but I love that allspice with the pork. I, I That's kind of a newer combination for me. It's a really old, very traditional combination, but when I haven't done a lot and I liked that. Um, yeah, I think this would be fun for um, like a special fun dinner or like if you're you're like, huh, I want to make a little pastry, pastry product project because um, it was it was a bit of a project. But I still think the name is awesome. Who doesn't love a clanger? Um, I can't give it a full five because it's a lot of work, um, but I think it's like a four for me. Okay, Kate, I have in my notes here that I'm giving it a low fork. I was upset about the cooking time, but now I'm realizing that that was a user <laughs> error. So I will I will give it a four, a solid four out of five. Last recipe today is an instant pot pork tenderloin from a mindful mom. Yeah, last recipe, very different than the clanger. I wanted to make sure every time I have a project recipe, I try to like even it out with two not so 
<laughs> project recipes. So this is kind of a one and done instant pot recipe that has all that fall flavor. To make it, you brown a pork tenderloin in your instant pot, pull that out, and then you add in cubed sweet potatoes, a cubed apple, and a cubed up onion. And then you top that with a cup of apple cider, lay the pork tenderloin on top. Her directions for the pressure cooker were not ones for the instant pot necessarily. So I just ended up cooking this on high pressure for eight minutes and then naturally releasing. You take the tenderloin out, let it rest. Meanwhile, you mash up the sweet potatoes, apple, and onions, and you serve with a sliced tenderloin. So that's it. Lot lot less like a clanger. I'll say that. What did you think, Betsy? So one of my issues this week was uh, this, like, I'll tell you, Kate, this, uh, these couple of recipes did, were not super smooth sailing for me. <laughs> so I did not have my instant pot with me. And oh, right. so we talked about this. I ended up doing uh, roasting the pork tenderloin separately in the oven. And then I made the, um, like mash with the sweet potatoes, apple and onion, and that's in some apple cider um, on the stovetop, right? So I just was like, I'm going to kind of just do this, which ended up like completely changing the recipe in a way that I feel like I can't really review it as written. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it was good. I don't think doing it that way, I was, I was realizing that the the like beauty of this recipe or like where this recipe probably shines a little bit is the all in one instant pot. Yeah. And so I was kind of wishing I had just like thrown my sweet potatoes in the oven with the pork tenderloin and oh. gone and watched some TV or something. You know what I mean? Right. I just, like, it just took away that, like, I think you can break up this recipe, but I think that doing it like as an instant pot, if you have an instant pot in that kind of one and done way, it's probably most appropriate. If you're thinking about trying to split it up, that's my input. Yeah, I, I actually super agree with you. Um, because thinking about it, I was like, oh, maybe we should have just pulled this so you could do something else. But for me, it was a beautiful thing to just pull the pork tenderloin out, mash it all up, and it was done. Yeah. And then it was like a very simple meal that we both loved and, um, you know, was just like one and done. Um, I will say I had a pretty watery sweet potato mash, so I would actually decrease the amount of apple cider, maybe even down to half a cup. Oh, okay. Because there's no evaporation in there. But, you know, that said, I liked the flavors. I liked how simple this was to make. And I think you could adapt this for like chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I think the only bummer was the ratio of the liquid, which kind of makes this drop down from a three, like to a three for me. But with modifications, I definitely do it again. You know? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, next time you have the Instant Pot, actually, I would, I would try it out. Yeah. I do want more kind of one and done sort of all in one Instant Pot recipes. So I will try this out. I am not going to write a cake because I just didn't. I mean... I don't know. You could do it the way I did it and do it like on the stovetop and then roast a pork tenderloin, but it is not this recipe. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. That just happens some weeks, you know? Yeah. So good. Here on the podcast. <laughs> right. We are not a professional test kitchen. <laughs> right. In our, in our mind, in our minds only. Really. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. What was, what was your winner on the week? Uh, I think my winner of the week has got to be um, the soup. It was oh. a bit of a dark horse because it was came out perfectly according to the recipe, 
loved the cheese and crackers at the side, which I don't think I would have done otherwise, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was like really delicious. I was like, oh, this will be a nice healthy soup to have in my rotation for lunches and other kinds of things. How about you? Kate, I'm going with the soup too. And I for sure thought you were going to go with the clangers. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just morally, <laughs> I wanted it to be the clangers. I wanted it to be the clangers, but just <laughs> being honest with yourself. It was I mean, being honest with myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh All my gosh. Right. Well, if a clanger sounds good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We've got links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about all sorts of things. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. So today on the Smorgasbord, we're going to talk about the Patreon cook-along, the listener cook-along we've got grown on the Facebook group, and some mm-hmm. Apple resources. So why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, so I just want to say thanks for everyone who joined us on our Patreon lo- cook-along. If you join our Patreon, which we'd love to see over there, at $10 a month, you can cook along with us uh, once a month. And so this month, uh, we cooked along to a recipe from Walks of Life. We made Beijing scallion noodles, and they were amazing. I did lose a bowl right before <laughs> yeah. we started the cook-along. Betsy, I still found glass in my Oh, kitchen. man. It was pretty dramatic. <laughs> Speaking of real life, not in the test kitchen. <laughs> it was, it, I don't even, I, it like exploded. It was a situation. But, um, you know, we had a great time. So thanks for joining us for, for those of you who did. And we'd love to see you guys, the rest of y'all, on there next month. Yes, Kate, and speaking of the cook-along, uh, we are kind of heading into the middle of the month here, and we still have time for anyone else who wants to cook and share from Walks of Life. That's W-O-K-S of Life, and that's our reader cook-along for the month. And as we've been doing the past couple of months, we will take everyone's thoughts and recipes they share and put them together mm-hmm. in a wrap-up episode at the end of the month. So I just wanted to shout out, Abby has been really cooking a lot, which is so good to see. And she has made the carrot ginger pork buns two ways. Mm. Uh, Nastasia, who also shared that she lived in China for a while and has like loves this blog and has been making a lot and has a lot, so many great tips, which I am really looking forward to going through, going back through and um, trying out some of the things that she's She's suggested here, and she's made the General So's cauliflower. She made a hot and sour noodle soup, some steamed eggs. So that's and that's been looking really good. So just we're very encouraged by the number of people who have been cooking this month, and you still have a couple weeks left to do it. So that's yeah. pretty exciting. Be super fun. We'd love to see you on the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined us already over there, please do. We speaking of the Facebook group, one of our friends or dear friends in the Facebook group is Sue and she is an apple and other fruit farmer out on the West Coast and she knows so much about everything. And so she actually had a couple uh response about apples in our Facebook group. And she has a few favorites that she highlighted, including Betsy the Golden Delicious, which was a surprise. But she says they don't ship well. And so that's why they're not super delicious when you get them at the grocery store. Uh, another thing she mentioned, which I thought was so useful, was to make sure you're getting this year's apples and not last year's apples that have been in storage for a whole year. So mm-hmm. that's something to pay attention to. If your apples aren't tasting good, it's because they could be a year old. Yeah. So make sure you're getting some fresh apples this time yeah. of year. 
And Betsy, speaking of fresh apples, you had a bunch of fresh apples that you used up in a pie that I was super jealous of when you guys made it. Yeah, we made uh, our Aunt Mills apple pie, which was so fun. We dug through my recipe box and then we sent the uh, little picture of it on our group family text. And our mom said she had just made Aunt Mills apple pie too. And then she sent the picture over to Aunt Mill <laughs> to see uh, if she remembered that apple pie. And she, uh, I think she dug up the original recipe, which was from a magazine. Better Your- Homes and Gardens. Ah, uh, Better Homes and Gardens, probably from the 70s, I would mm-hmm. guess, right? 70s, 80s. Uh, and so it just kind of sparked this whole delightful and just really fun evening text and email chain back and forth about this family apple pie. My favorite part of that too was I said, oh, send me a picture uh, of of this apple pie. And you just sent a picture of Maggie's empty plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing left. And it was one of those crumb pies. So you put the apples in and then the top is just a crumbly mm-hmm. butter, sugar, flour kind of um, filling. So it was our top. So it was very simple and just delicious. And it was great. So what you're going to tell us about one of your favorite apple treats in the kitchen. Uh, Love an apple kuchen. Yeah. You know, oh, which makes me now want apple kuchen again. Which I told myself I wasn't going to bake anything today. I was going to say, for those of us not from the Midwest, what is an apple kuchen, Kate? (laughs) (laughs) An apple kuchen is a specialty of our moms, particularly. But what it is, is it's a sweet dough. Think of like um, maybe a sweet brioche or something you make a cinnamon roll out of. And you press it into a pie plate or another pan. Her mom always made them in pie plates. So they're rounds. And then you top it with um, sliced apple or other fruit and streusel. And you bake it. And it's best, 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 super fresh but you know, I've never turned down a slice the second day with coffee. Um, it's not too sweet, super delicious. And like I said, like the best thing with a hot beverage. So this time of year, mm, love an apple kuchen. I made peach kuchen this summer and that was also a taste sensation. So we'll have Aunt Mill's apple pie and our mom's apple kuchen both in the show notes. So you can check those out if you'd like to make them. If you do make them, please, please, please tag us uh, when you post it or let us know. We'd love to hear how you're making uh, apple treats. Yeah, Kate. And you know what else? There's a, a kuchen recipe in Midwest Made. That's Wait. right. So you can make that. Oh, maybe we need to make both and have like a head-to-head combat, combat of kuchen. I know. I thought this was really great. And this will be maybe a memory for some people, some Midwest kuchen makers. Mm. But uh, I I know our mom always talks about how there there's like a cheese, a faux cheese filling that you make with white bread. I have that recipe, Betsy. I have the recipe for it. Yeah, maybe we'll share that one too. It's like mm-hmm. um, you um, it's sour cream, mm-hmm. a piece of bread, and I think you warm it up and then you mix it. So it becomes like a pseudo cream cheese situation. And that gets spread on the, the Kugan dough with streusel on top of that. Well, also sounds delicious. <laughs> right. Uh, and then you just have to have like sweet potato and apple soup for the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> sure do. Sure do. All right. So coming up next week, we're welcoming back our friend Tara for our next cookbook review. Yeah. As per usual, Tara picked a great one for getting back into fall baking. Speaking of Kukin. <laughs> which is called Weeknight Baking by Michelle Lopez. And she's also behind the blog Hummingbird High, which I know we've made from, or at least I've been following for a while. So it should be really fun. All right. That's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We've got show notes, all those recipes, and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Last, as per usual, if you want to support the podcast, please review and subscribe. Or you can support us financially by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash dinnersisters. It's how people get to know us and how we keep the show running. Thanks and happy eating. Dinner Sisters is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find out more by going to frolic.media backslash podcasts. Mm-hmm.